Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Back at it, hour number two here. Jimmy B and TC, Trent running solo this afternoon with you up until 3 o'clock. Let's head out right now to the Draft House 50 hotline. Mark Simon with ESPN Stats and Information. He is there as he joins us. Mark, we're able to stay up late last night watching. Uh, you keep a close eye on the Yankees and the Mets. Just stay up with the Marlins and the Mets last night. I did. I always do. I uh, <laughs> usually regret it after the fact, but I guess yesterday is one where I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. 16 <laughs> innings, uh, the Marlins blowing leads. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, that, that's one that's always going to sting there. Now, there are people out there that say over the course of 162, it it makes sense to do what we see with the international rules. We saw this uh, World Baseball Classic, putting a runner at second base. Your thoughts on that? I'll just leave it wide open for you, Mark. Uh, I would have been opposed to it last night. I like the drama of, the, of watching the inning play out. Uh, I will take baseball for as long as I can get baseball. Uh, there was a, I think it was like the 15th inning where I kind of took a deep sigh and said something <laughs> like, uh, come on. But I, I think I would take that. I would never trade that off at this point. So, uh, minor leagues, sure, do it. Uh, and I, I don't think I'm necessarily, like, if it happened, I would still watch. It wouldn't stop me from watching. But I would prefer that it not be done at this point. You know, you get into a lot of those games that keep going on, and you get into the, the mid and deep teams of innings, and you start to see position players. You know, That's the part of the game that I enjoy so much. Now, we've seen injuries that have come out of that, but I can't think of anything, at least recently, that has happened still. I think that's part of the fun of the game, and people talk about, oh, you're going to wear out bullpens and all these different things. Isn't that just a piece of uh, just the nuance of 162? I Yeah, I think so. I, I would actually, I, I might even, well, no, I, I don't know that I would say that, but I was going to say I might sign up for a shorter season if, if you kept it this way. But I don't want to, I don't know that I necessarily want a shorter season, maybe a little bit, but uh, I like, I like the game to kind of play its natural course. It's funny because I like the shootout in hockey a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, but in baseball, it, it's almost like baseball has more of a sacredness to it, uh, and I don't feel that it would be right. You know, Mark, uh, some rule changes have happened in baseball, one of them in an effort to speed up the game. The intentional walk rule, you don't have to throw the four pitches wide anymore. You just point them down to first base. Uh, I saw, though, that a little bit of confusion, Evan Longoria he didn't even know that was a rule. I, I, I'm baffled. We see this happen in the NFL where guys don't know the overtime rule. Alan McNabb. How do you not know? I, I'm continually amazed by this in athletes. You know what? I, I don't know. Maybe he was just kidding. But the, the focus that they have sometimes to block everything out, even the important stuff like that, uh, really amazes me. And I guess hey, they don't read the, the newspapers. They don't read the Internet. They don't read Twitter. Uh, it was kind of hard to avoid if you were into any of those subjects. By the way, can I bring this up? Sure. So we were talking about the four pitch, the three four pitches uh, yeah. that now go into play. Why does the manager have to go out to the mound to take out the pitcher? If you want to save another minute, uh-huh. if it's single minutes are really important to you, why don't you just have the manager make a signal from the dugout? Maybe he takes one step, makes the signal. The other guy walks off the mound, leaves the baseball there and the reliever comes in and throws his four, six, eight warm-ups, whatever, and that's that. Why does the manager have to do that slow, long trot that's tortured that does nothing but cause embarrassment for the guy who's thinking out of the game? 
Yeah, it's a good point because then afterwards you got the commercial break that happens. Yep. They're still coming back. Speed this thing up and uh, bring back while we're at it. Can we bring back the bullpen cars and suit these things up a little bit? <laughs> That's right. They would get to the they would get to the mound faster. You'd save another yeah. thirty seconds. Like there are pl- there are good ways to chop off uh, sixty seconds and thirty seconds here and there. You know, Mark, I was actually talking uh, last hour and we were talking about down here in Des Moines. We're the AAA affiliate of the Cubs, as you know, and. Uh, we've had the pitch clock now for, is it three years that it's been up at triple, AAA level? Are we getting closer to the point where that is going to be implemented? Because I saw a study uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about the length of games and what is causing the games to be so much longer. More than anything, it's not commercials, it's nothing else. It's not guys adjusting their batting gloves in the box and things like that. It's how long it takes a pitcher to get the ball yep. and go to the plate. Are we getting close to that finally being implemented at the major league level? It sounds like Rob Manfred wants to do it and wants to do it pretty badly. So I would think that within the next year or two, I, I would be willing to bet that you'll see it. By the way, that was a good article. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Grant Brisby's uh, yes, article yes. on SB Nation. It was very good. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's always great to see those kind of things. And, and it makes sense because you know, the pace of the game, it really doesn't feel that much different. Uh, Corporate-wise, uh, we, we think, and maybe... It's because we have these uh, just thoughts in our head of the good old days, but the difference of the game really isn't that much different. It's crazy to think that not a whole lot has changed throughout that time. we got Mark Simon here with us, ESPN Stats and Information. Mark, uh, let's start to dig into the numbers here in just a moment, but before that, uh, might be the only time we talk this season that I can talk about my first place Minnesota Twins with you. I've been waiting for this. I I I thought it was going to be the first thing you brought up. I, I waited a couple minutes. I held myself back at least a few minutes. How do you feel about Byron Buxton and his oh, 90 whatever? Oh, I, and it's not the batting average. I mean, this is a small sample size. It's yep. nine games. You're yep. going to have these things happen to most everybody in baseball. It's the strikeouts. I, yep. What is going on there? Are you swinging at everything? He seems super over-anxious is what it is. He's trying, it's like he's trying to live up to the hype that he kind of set up for himself uh, with that great last September. Um I was surprised. I didn't. I, I was hoping that he was going to come out pretty strong. I have. <laughs> I. I really did. I mean, I talked to him, and he seemed like he was in a really good place mentally. Um, I will say this: the the good thing though is that, let's say he's been worth negative whatever with his bat. He's been he's matched that on the positive side with the catches that he's made. Mm-hmm. Good defensive outfield. That was something that's much different than a year ago, back in yep. April when they had Miguel Sano out in right field. They had. Uh, Robbie Grossman for a while last season after he was picked up from the Indians playing a corner outfield spot. Defensively, this team is very good in the outfield. Infield, maybe not quite as much, especially on that left side. But the pitching has been so much better, too. It's not sustainable at the level they're going at right now. But can they have some semblance of a staff and a decent bullpen? And with the offense that they have, maybe hang around for a while? So I think, all right, I think, I think it's a little challenging. And I'm actually I'm working I'm I have the intention of doing something related to the Twins pitching staff. Um, maybe you've noticed this. I noticed it in the statistics. I don't know about the eye test what it would show. But I watched a Kinsler ninth inning the other day, and I saw it a few times. It seems like they're pitching inside more uh, by a decent amount. Mm-hmm. That they're really trying to push hitters off the plate, uh, which I guess can be both a little dangerous because put it in the wrong spot, can hitter can turn on it and crush it. Uh, but it seems to have worked. It worked uh, big time against the Royals, certainly. Uh, I guess my question would be, like, what do you think Irvin Santana's ceiling is? What do you think Phil Hughes' ceiling is? Uh, like, for their top guys, uh, is Hector Santiago's ceiling really that good? 
you think that the, for like six months that they can be elite. I don't, not yet. Track record's not there. Uh, maybe you can be convinced, though. Uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> as much as I enjoy when Hector Santiago snaps off a good screwball, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can't be. But here's another thing. We've ta- we talked about Byron Buxton. Yes. When he gets sent down the last couple of times, the last two seasons he's been sent down, he mashes a triple-A, comes back up, struggles. We know that. Jose Barrios, the same thing's going on. His first two starts have been unbelievable. These guys are not quadruple-A players, you know, the guys that are put in that old category. These are uber prospects here. So what is it? Why, why do we see guys that struggle for this long? Because I still believe that Byron Buxton, at the very least, is going to be a productive major leaguer. I think Barrios, at some point in his career, is going to be a productive starting pitcher. Why does it take so long for some of these guys, and not just with the Twins, but anywhere, to make that jump up where he can be so good at the AAA level and then so bad at the major league level? Two words. They're human. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very difficult game. I keep getting reminded of that. Anytime I talk to, like, a scout or I talk to one of the guys that works on baseball tonight, that's, like, their biggest thing. I interviewed Chipper uh, Jones, whose book is just came out, uh, and he, like his book, you would think this is a guy who's in, in, who had incredible Hall of Fame-level success his entire career. He was the number one pick. He's never been bad at anything athletically. He's always been the very, very, very best all the way up through the major leagues. And the first thing he writes about in his book, like 20 pages, is about the failure of uh, the error that he made in his final major league game. And it, it, it happens. Sometimes weird things happen, and uh, they're tough to deal with, and I think uh, those guys are just kind of dealing with that right now. Some guys make it through, some guys don't. Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Information with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Well, Mark, we talked about the local team here in the Midwest and our outreach that uh, is surprising people. Yesterday you went on and you decided, well, I'm going to bring everybody down, the Diamondback fans, the Angel fans, <laughs> the Reds fans, all you guys that are excited about your first start over the first uh, week and a half. Too bad, your team suck. Is that basically what you're getting to? <laughs> All right. First of all, that article was written at 2 o'clock in the morning by a very tired person. So I, I did the best I could to try and be positive. But once I saw a few of the negatives, I was like, I, I could have got on a roll. Here's, my, all right, here's the thing. And I think this applied more to the Reds than anybody else. The Reds have a slew of guys that are performing over their heads. And basically, it's, they've just gotten caught up in a hot streak, uh, whether it's Barnhart or Cozart or Suarez, or Duval, or Billy Hamilton, or Scooter Jeanette, or Scott Feldman. Like, those aren't people that are going to necessarily wow you. The wows come in the form of the rookies, like Amir Garrett uh, has certainly been very impressive. The bullpen's been good. Uh, They're banking wins right now, and Joey Votto's done nothing. So maybe they're not a 65-win team like I think they were essentially thought to be, maybe they're a 75 to 80 win team. Uh, but I don't, I'm not going to buy that they are a NL Central legit. I hope you're taping this so that in October we can play it when I'm sure. completely wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> you know we'll do that. You know we'll do that, Mark. Yeah. Well, it, it's always, a, and I even say the same thing, hey, we're overreacting, small sample size, all these things. When do you feel is a good time where we feel like we have a good read on these teams? Is it you know, maybe leading into Memorial Day, do we even have to wait longer than that, where we have a good sense of what teams are. Everybody can turn it around or teams can fall apart. We've certainly seen that. But at the very least, when you're looking at teams as a whole, where do you think think you can get a good barometer? I think 40 to 50 games is good. Memorial Day is not a bad 
uh, gauge. It's funny in the NBA, you can tell it in like you can tell it like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It seems like, but baseball, I think it, it takes a little bit more time for things to to really play out. Everyone, like every team, has a seven and three in them, or a couple of seven and threes in them. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good teams, and I, I think we're seeing that, uh, as I said, more so with the Reds. Uh, I'll give the Angels and the Diamondbacks a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know that I'm necessarily there yet with uh, either of those. Let me see where let me let me see them at thirty and twenty. That, okay. that might uh, change my mind a little bit. No, that that's I think that's a good number to shoot for. You're about a little less than a third of the way through the season. You can get a good read on things and. Oh, crazy things happen, and that's the same thing. When the Twins got off to the five and one start, I said, "You know what? If they went five and one sometime in the middle of June, nobody'd be talking about it." But because it happens at the beginning of the season, that's why people are getting excited, and they probably shouldn't have. We'll still see about that. Uh, Mark Cespedes with uh, the Mets out there near stomping grounds, he gets on these streaks. At least it seems to me where he goes through a stretch of a couple games, even a week, where he's incredibly hot. Does that actually bear out? I mean, is he one of those guys that can go on tears? And are there guys that you look at that a lot of times will put up a, a big portion of their stats over a week or two mm-hmm. that go through really hot and really hold cold streaks throughout the year? Well, people will tell you that there's no such thing as, like, streaky players, mm-hmm. but I, I think he's, he's reasonably close to one because you see it, and sometimes it lasts for a pretty good while, which means that it's just kind of almost season long. Uh, but... Like, what he did these last few games doesn't really surprise me. He tends to run uh, hot or cold. Jay Bruce is actually the same way, so I'm a little scared of what it's going to be like uh, when they go cold. Uh, I think there are some guys that just they get locked in, and they've got it for a while, and then something might just something small could happen that knocks them out of whack just a little bit, and then there is no, like, middle ground for them necessarily. They go cold, and that happens. For Cespedes, thankfully, he has more hot streaks than cold streaks, certainly. Uh, and he looks uh, he looks pretty good the last few days, certainly. So, Mark, right before we came on, I saw you uh, put out on Twitter. Uh, it was uh, the, what, what do you call the little chart that you put out? Oh, uh, like the little pitch grids Pit, with yeah, uh, Wilson yeah. Contreras. Yeah, Wilson Contreras. And Jason Castro is a guy when the Twins got him that yep. they talked about pitch framing. It's, it's something I remember we talked about a bit last year. Sure. It's becoming more in vogue, and the way that the catchers are basically be able to steal strikes, does this lead down the road of we don't need behind-the-base umpires anymore? I mean, because you look at this thing. I, I, I was just looking at it right there, and you see it during a ball game. If you see and they have the uh, pitch, pitch FX up there, you yep. can see that's not even close to a strike. How is it called? What is it, In the end, what is the end game of all this info that we have? I don't think you're going to see Ro- – are you – Talking about robot umps, yeah, I don't think we're going to see robot umps. I think that's you're always going to need someone uh, behind the plate because I don't know that a robot ump can call like tag plays or box uh, or other things of that sort. Uh, I I would say keep the humanity of the game in place. Uh, umpires can certainly get better, uh, and I think they work towards that. Uh, but no robot umps, please. I, I can go through changes in the game, speeding up the game, different things that are out there. I'm not ready to go to that level either. <laughs> you you want to get it right, but boy, I mean, robot umpires, it's its too much uh, it, too much to me, and it, it sounds like you're in the same boat for me. Yep. Mark Simon with ESPN Stats and Information. Well, we talked about some of the uh, surprising teams, and, and maybe you threw a little bit of cold water on those teams, Mark, but... How about on the other side, uh, teams that either were expected to be good and 
you have more concerns about, teams that you don't think are going to be nearly as good? Is there a team or two that you've looked at here through the first week and a half that you have a little more concerns than that you did at the beginning of the year? Uh, Blue Jays, Giants, um, Mariners, certainly. I think those three uh, to start. Uh, the the Blue Jays thing is concerning because they had a lot of guys that weren't hitting. Uh, those are that's a team that where the guys always hit. Uh, Russell Martin is one. Uh, Bautista is another. They miss Encarnacion certainly. Uh, Tulowitzki hasn't hit. Uh, Josh Donaldson got hurt. I would I would have some concerns there. With the Mariners, they had a, a couple of games worth of bad luck. They had a game where they they had the game won. Uh, against the Angels, and the Angels scored like six or seven in the ninth inning to beat them. Uh, James Paxton looks really good, but other than that, they have some concerns in the rotation with Felix and others uh, that they're going to have to address uh, at some point. Um, and then the Giants are four and seven, which is mystifying to me and is the one that I don't think will last. Uh, the problem that they have is they have a, a vacant hole in left field where they might as well be playing nobody because uh, it took them like a month to get a, a hit uh, or a week out of, to get a hit out of their left fielder. Uh, and Samarja struggled at the start of the season, and uh, even Bumgarner has uh, dropped a couple of games. How about one more here? The Rockies, 7-4 and four start. Uh, I had them. That was my surprise playoff team. I got in your little pool that you have over there as well, yep. and, and that was one of my uh, off-the-wall picks there. Can we believe in this team? Can we be excited about this team? Your thoughts on the Rockies? So a lot of people were uh, before the season started, and I guess it seems to be a little more justified now. Uh, one of the better things that they were able to do was it appears that they've shored themselves up at the end of the game with Greg Holland, who looks very good, six for six, and six appearances, uh, save opportunities, no uh, runs allowed. Uh, the other parts of the bullpen look very good. The starting rotation is still an issue, but that's not surprising given the history of the team in the ballpark. Uh, Trevor Story hasn't even hit yet, so I guess it's a good sign that, that they're playing this well when he hasn't hit and Cargo hasn't hit. But of all people, Mark Reynolds uh, has hit. Uh, and that's to me, that's a hot streak that's eventually going to go away because he's not typically a great offensive player. Arenado's played very well. I think that a lot of people, were, if you were going to say that the Rockies were going to be good, they would, you would say that Arenado's an MVP candidate and Trevor Story's right behind them. Uh, so if they have that, they could be in pretty good shape. Well, Mark, uh, we got baseball starting up here in about a minute, so we'll let you go. Cubs and Pirates to kick off the weekend of baseball. As always, we appreciate your time, all the great information uh, that you provide for us, Mark. Good conversation as always, and hope to do it again soon. No problem. Mark Simon, ESPN Stats and Information. You can find Mark on Twitter as well. You can find him at msimon ESPN as he joins us here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. A lot of fun with Mark and uh, always great information with him. You watch baseball tonight, a lot of the things that you see, a lot of the numbers that you see come from Mark, and always a good time with that. When we come back on the other side, still plenty to get into. We'll go from the baseball scene back to a little football, spring football uh, wrapping up. Next Friday will be the spring game for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll talk about some position groups. We'll get into that your phone calls as well. You can join me here at 515-264-1700. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios, it's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. 
The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Bolton and Hay invite you to join them for their annual spring sale and knife sharpening event on Saturday, April 22nd from 9 a.m. to noon. All proceeds from knife sharpening will benefit A. Heinz 57 Pet Rescue and Transport. Meet the furry friends looking for forever homes and enjoy great discounts on commercial quality kitchen supplies on Saturday, April 22nd, 9 a.m. to noon at Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware Avenue in Des Moines. Bolton and Hay, they can really make you cook. It's hockey season and my Iowa Wild are back. From puck drop until the final horn, I'll be on my feet, pounding the glass and cheering on Des Moines' team. Three periods of fast-paced hockey, beer flowing, and a good night out with my buddies. That's Iowa Wild Hockey. There's something for everyone with Iowa Wild Hockey and Wells Fargo Arena. The puck drops Friday at 7 for Fan Appreciation Night. Join the Wild for $2 beers, a merchandise blowout sale, warm-up jersey auction, and a chance to win prizes throughout the night. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Iowa Wild Hockey lives here. Get rid of problem mold around the home with Concrobium Mold Control Spray from Menards. It eliminates, cleans, and prevents mold without the use of harmful chemicals. Concrobium Mold Control is great for many rooms and applications, including water damage reconstruction, new construction, renovations, and general interior maintenance. Right now, a 32-ounce bottle of Mold Control Spray is just $6.99. Find this and other great deals now during Menards Easter Sale. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 
Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A. DirecTV select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B. Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C. Reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Well, Jimmy B going to be gone for a couple of weeks, but uh, luckily I got people rolling around that I can bring in, like Danger. <laughs> That's right. Well, what's happening, my man? Oh, not much. Just hanging out, watching the new Star Wars trailer. Oh, yeah. Sitting at my desk, doing the important jobs. That is See, the... <laughs> the nice thing about what I do is I can always claim, if somebody walks by and says, are you just watching stuff on the internet? It's like, well, I got to be up on what's going on. Yes, exactly. I need to know. It's That's... not, you know, this is my job, right? At, at home the other night, I flipped on uh, the opening round of the playoffs. I was watching my Minnesota Wild. Right. I'm not a big hockey guy but right. playoff time I'll, oh yeah i'll yeah. watch my wife you don't watch a game during the regular season right I, well i'm doing it, research for the show exactly and secondly do you want me to watch more sports even during the winter she's like oh god no. right exactly there's 82 games my wife hates hates hockey season mm-hmm. so i going back to lemieux i've been a penguins fan and that's one of the things i've always loved about growing up in iowa that the fact that we don't have any local teams. Mm-hmm. Like in, in baseball, you like the Twins. Yep. In football, you like the Bears. Yeah. So it's not like you said, hey, i got to stay in Minneapolis. i got to stay in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. you got to bounce around and pick it out. I did the same thing. So that's how I ended up as a Detroit Lions fan in football and a Pittsburgh Penguins fan in hockey. And probably more of a bandwagon-type fan because it was Lemieux and it was Yager sure. and Barrasso and everything back then. But so I love watching hockey. Mm-hmm. So I do the center ice package so I can watch every Penguins game. And I, I don't know last time I missed a Penguins game. And I'll tell you something. I, and people that get, like, I would say the extra innings package for baseball yep. probably feel the same way. By the time it's done, you know more about your favorite team than you ever thought possible mm-hmm. and less about the rest of the league than you ever realized because you don't have to rely on MLB Network or the NHL Network to go and watch the highlights of your favorite team. Because you've got it all in. Not to mention, like three times a week, you're spending a couple hours yeah. watching these games. Baseball, six times a week. So, and and but I'm I'm a passionate sports fan of the teams that I support. Yeah. So when watching games, I can get rather vocal. Oh, my wife hates it for 82 games. She can handle football season. 16. Yeah, because it's 16 games. Well, you're a Lions fan, so by November most right, years right. it's over. But exactly, most years it is. It's one of those things where it's by the end she's like, "Well, you don't seem as upset." It's like it really doesn't matter at this point. I want them to lose. We need to draft earlier, not later. Right. So yeah. So game two. I've got game two for the Penguins. Penguins Blue Jackets tonight, which right. is, turned yeah. into a good rivalry. Well, but the, the Wild, man, good season. Yeah. It, it faded a little bit at the end. They did. Which they did. always makes me concerned for, especially playoff hockey. I yeah. feel like that momentum is so important going into the end. I mean, you almost saw it with the Maple Leafs last night yes. against the 
uh, you know, against the Capitals, who have been known to year after falter. year exactly. struggle and that's in the what, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're just waiting to watch this Capitals team fall apart, hopefully. <laughs> so I watched basically the wild game start to finish, okay. which I rarely do. Yeah. Um, until we, and especially until we get to the playoffs. The Parise goal that he put oh. in, and then the Parise goal <laughs> that he scored. I mean... The the goal that they had, and then the stick got caught there as yes. the puck's going in. They dominated that game. Like, I don't know a lot about hockey, and mm-hmm. that's... I also don't feel comfortable talking about it in that sense here. Right, right, right. Because I just don't know the game. I feel like I know baseball, football, basketball. Right. Hockey, to me, as a... Not, not a real hockey fan, it seems like there's so much luck involved. Well... I, they dominated... <laughs> from my perspective, they dominated game one against the Blues, and short of scoring a goal with uh, less than a minute left, right. they're going to lose one nothing, and then they lose an right. OT. Well, si- similar to the Blackhawks-Predators last yes. night. Hey, yes. I look at it like this. So in baseball, if you're watching the playoffs and you've got Madison Bumgarner, mm-hmm. right, and you've got Bumgarner that you can roll out three times in a seven-game series, and, and this guy's pitching lights out and he's unbeatable, you're going to look at that Giants series, whoever they're going up against, and go, man, it's going to be tough to beat these guys because you've got to get by – you know, Bumgarner a couple different times, maybe right. even three, three times, times, you know, yeah. to, to win this. So him alone can sway that series so far into the favor of one. If you have a goalie that is lights out, that is yeah. stopping everything that comes their way, that can change the entire series. Not to mention the games, they start getting called different as you get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Everything starts to tighten up. That's why you see, and you st- start to see it near the end of the season. You see the scoring, you look at the average scoring, say middle of the year, and then at the end of the year, and then into the playoffs, you'll notice that scoring goes down and down and down. It get everybody tightens up. Yeah. There's a it gets way more physical. The whistle's getting blown less and less. Yeah. And and it, as a fan of a team where that they don't rely on physicality like mm-hmm. some others, where that speed isn't important, the scoring is an important part of it. It can get frustrating when you see some of the non calls go through. But that's I think what it boils down to is you you watch it and you say, man, there's not a lot of goals here. You you need to be able to enjoy the game like you would enjoy a great pitching matchup, mm-hmm. where you can watch that and appreciate the fact that they aren't getting hits and really you know enjoy the kind of chess match that's going on. When you start watching the game like that, yeah, and and it does take watching quite a bit of it before you start to realize, oh wait a minute, these guys aren't just all running around wherever they want; they're actually yeah. trying to get to different places or they're trying to block somebody's view. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is it's a, it's a hey you know get the puck to the net. Let it get you know. Let it get deflected. Let it let yeah. it hit off somebody's skate, off somebody's stick. Get a rebound. Put it in a position where the goalie's going to be out of position. So there are some times where it is. Hey, let's throw it that way and see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah. It's a fun sport, and it is. You know, for people, and I know this isn't a huge hockey market. It no. isn't. Right. You know, in comparison to basically everywhere around us. Right. I mean, right. yeah. Even Omaha. Yes. I mean, the University of Nebraska Omaha has a hockey team, a D one yeah. hockey team. It's uh, maybe a little bit of an oddity of this community and the size that Des Moines is growing into and just Iowa in general. Yeah. I saw the University of Illinois is possibly looking at uh, adding hockey as the Big Ten now has hockey, uh, the possibility of doing that. Could you ever see Iowa, Iowa State? I mean, financially, it's going to take a huge check. When Penn State started their program right. with the women's and then uh, men's and women's program, so that's where you start because of Title IX. Right. You're probably going to have to add both programs. It was a $70 million check that was written for the arena, for the scholarships, <laughs> right. for everything, just to get that thing started up. 
I don't see anybody stroking out a $70 million check around here for hockey. No, and, and also you need to make sure that there's going to be, you know, that people are going to show, that yeah. people are going to go, and that and that you want it. I but mean, the I, club hockey team up at Iowa State, they draw well and they have beer there. And right. I've heard it's a great experience. I've never been up there, yes. but I've heard great things. But, well, and, and but also, it's different club hockey versus, <laughs> right. all right, we need to make sure that we have. The, the, then you're trying to get four, to the Frozen Four. Right, yeah. and we and, got you got to have, say, 4,500 people in the building for all your home games. And, I, I go back, with something like that, I always go back to take a look at who who you expect to see in the final four for basketball take a look at who you expect to see in the frozen four mm-hmm. for hockey and it's you start to see some of these schools where it's like hey why why do I have not heard of these guys other than their hockey program fair state right yeah exactly and then you start to realize it's like okay you've got some places where these guys are already looking at you know established programs that mm-hmm. have good coaches that are you know turning out people that are going to go to the next level so that would be another part of it it's like can you can you get talent mm-hmm. would be the other thing is you know cuz nobody's going to look at you as Iowa or Iowa State and be like well hey there's a destination program right, for right. us it wouldn't be that way I, I, but i think if the, if the sport continues to grow th- that's what it'll be and it was nice to see cuz if you look at the american born players that are coming out now uh and and the way they're performing i mean Austin Matthews for the Maple Leafs this year has yeah. been huge, and and the way he's played, and you're talking about a guy that was in that, that was born in Arizona, yep. you know, and and the fact that you see somebody like that, and there are kids that are going to be able to look at somebody like him and say, okay, I can relate to him, yeah, because no matter what, Ovechkin might be a huge star, but no matter what, he's still a Russian-born player, a huge monster, Russian. exactly. <laughs> that when he speaks, yeah. there's no kid in America that's like, hey, that's a lot like I can me, be that guy. You know, at least if you have a Canadian, uh, you know, they don't right. sound much different than you, Connor McDavid, they Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. He says when, a boot. That's about yeah, it. <laughs> boot, yeah, 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 exactly. Other than that, you're you're fine. But that that would be the only thing. I think as long as you have these stars that they can relate to as long as they have access to the games and i also wonder sometimes with the similarities between some of what what you see in soccer as far as the way you know the defense the mm-hmm. the offense is so, some of the rules might be a little more similar you if you've got kids playing soccer the rules of hockey might not seem as odd mm-hmm. as far as you know some of where where you have to get the ball across compared to the puck right. and then soccer's nothing where i'm going to sit in here and talk <laughs> a, a lot about that but you know it I think the the more popular the game gets, the more you could see the the need for it, the desire, the want for you know to put a program in there. Speaking of soccer, mm-hmm. quick aside, just popped right. into my mind when you said that you got little ones running around. I do. Well, not as little anymore. Right, not, and nineteen and nineteen and going on fourteen. So, uh, which is crazy that you have a nineteen. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, so, danger. Next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. Uh huh. My 22-month-old Ella okay. will be starting soccer. 22 months. Nice. 22 months. Uh-huh. Now, I have to be out there with her. Right. Have I gone crazy? No, absolutely okay. not. Okay. Hey, okay, here's the thing. If, I've, I've been looked at a few times no, strangely huh. by people when I've mentioned it. <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. If you're out there yelling at her, like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the car ride home. Get saying, the ball! You, you've got to be in position, okay? They're relying <laughs> on you to stop that ball. That's your job as the goalie. If that, then yes, you've gone too far. Yeah. But if the idea is get out there with other kids, run around, kick a ball if it comes your way, have fun, which it should be yeah. at that point, then no. You okay. know what I mean? It, to me, it's no different than, 
you know, dropping them off at a daycare center where they're going to color and maybe yeah. you'll teach them a thing or two about a number or a letter, but you're not going home and going, hey, you know, I've been looking at the grades here. I've been looking at the report card, and this is not good. So, yes, when it's all for Put fun. Put up the cones oh, in the totally. backyard. I, I coached a soccer team. My my brother and I coached a soccer team, of, and it would have been older than what you're talking. Mm-hmm. And I have no business coaching a soccer. And that's what, when I was asked by somebody if I would help, I yeah. said, I don't know anything about this game. And they said, the good news is you don't have to. Just point them in the right direction for now. And I yeah. said, okay, if that's all I need to do, I'm in. Easy Sign enough. me up. Okay, yeah. good, good. So, no, I don't think you're crazy. I think you're good to go. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No, it'll it's, be a good time. Be it'll wild. be fun. Yeah, and yeah. it's fun to see them. I think at that age, especially when they how they interact with the other kids. Yeah, and because you, you're going to see some. This will. This is why I think what surprised you. And you see some already, where it's like there is something inside of you mm-hmm. where there is a competitive nature in some and not others. Where you're like, why are you? Why are you like this at two? <laughs> why do you care so much at two? I've uh, yeah. I'll be interested to see if Ella if she's got that competitive yeah. gene because <laughs> uh, me and my wife are are very different in terms of that, but. When it comes to competition, we both uh, we burn pretty hot. Yeah, and see, that's if, what my, if she's gonna get that. My wife and I are the same way. It it but and you just wait because when they start, <laughs> as it starts getting, they get older. Then it's like all of yeah. a sudden, Did you see. All, oh, then you're like, you oh, see man. your bad traits start to oh, come man. out. Oh, not boy. just in not just in them, but in you. <laughs> you're like you're like, oh man, why why do I yell things out loud? I, yeah. Keep it in your head. I uh, every single time, oh, every single time, every single season. It's the fun sure. time coming and this up. What I now. love my. I've, I've never been a golfer. I mm-hmm. go, I'll go out on a driving range and I'll have a few beers and hit hit the ball because it doesn't matter where it lands. Yeah, it's more of just a hey, can I hit it straight? Can I hit it far? I don't, you know, I don't need to now switch to a different club and figure this out. Um, but my son liked to golf, and my daughter is starting golf, and that's one thing I've always enjoyed is because there's nothing where I'm going to try and say. Hey, you should do this, or or you should do this. Yeah. You should, yeah, none of that. You know, I'll just say, hey, listen to your grandpa when he tells you what to do. <laughs> but other than that, it's it's fun because I can go out and just enjoy that. And it, that's what that's what I would say. My why, advice, why are they doing this? Well, you know, that, exactly. that doesn't go through. Doesn't because, go through yeah. your mind at all. Yeah. Or or why can't they understand that when I yeah. tell them to do this? That's all. It would you actually work. Do. Exactly. <laughs> it, yes. So that's what that would be my advice moving forward too. Find, Find a sport that, that I don't know don't anything, know, don't know or care about, and get them into that. All right, sure. Ella, we're going to play some lacrosse. There, Ready? There you go. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a great field hockey. There you go. Yeah. I think it's an Awesome <laughs> well, I uh, initially I said I, I want to talk with Danger here, and I want went in your office to see if you're around because mm-hmm. I am the self-appointed uniform czar of Iowa. Okay, yeah. yeah. So any uniform that comes out, I have to make my thoughts known. The yes. Lions have their new uniforms. They unveiled uh, them last night. Yeah, and I thought they did really well. I did too. If, if anything, if, if anything, I feel like they kind of they kind of went back. Instead of instead of Which getting too good. crazy, right? Which is good. They they eliminated the black, yeah. uh, and I, the I sweat really, patch is gone. Yes, I was like, man, you really kind of have simplified what this is. I I like I like them putting the lions on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. They have it on the one sleeve, and then the WCF on the other for, for William, William Clay Ford, Ford. Yeah. right? And I and I was fine with both of those. Uh, I actually really appreciated when years ago the Browns. Started putting Browns the name mm-hmm. on the jersey, and I think they had it on the pants as well. And I have always thought to myself, "Those pants are awful." By the way, the pants are awful. But the, but the, but putting the name the on the jersey, were good. And here's why: I've always thought with the, with the NFL, it's like, okay, where where does your really your signature piece 
is and always has been the helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody's buying helmets and wearing those to games. You know, they're not. <laughs> there's a couple. Right. But, there's, <laughs> exactly. but you don't want to no, be around no, no. them. So my thought was, why wouldn't you have that on the jersey? If you look at a hockey jersey, if you look at mm-hmm. a baseball jersey, I, I've always thought, man, you should look at those and somewhat envy those. Now, I'm not saying get rid of the numbers on the front and throw a big yeah. logo on it. I would have been, I would have been so angry if like Detroit was like, hey, we're going to be the first. <laughs> yeah. I would have said, what are you doing? You guys look like idiots. But so it's like, okay, yeah, get the logo on there or get the name on there mm-hmm. somewhere. looks great. And I was I, very happy that they kind of went away from where they, they had changed the font a few years back. Uh-huh. They kind of came back from I have I have issues with a lot of fonts, too. It is. It's one of those where sometimes you, you, you hit a point. I, I'm always somebody that looks at it and says, okay, what the Cowboys haven't been doing anything wrong. The mm-hmm. Packers haven't been doing anything wrong. Steelers haven't been doing anything wrong. We don't need to make these huge changes. No. I, I, I hate it so much. Simplify. Yes, I hate it so much when I'm watching a game and the and the Patriots or the Broncos will be in their throwbacks. And I think to myself, it's like, why can't we go back to what that was? Man, the, when, those, when those Patriots would wear those jerseys, when the Patriots would wear those jerseys with the, you know, with the with the guy with the snapper, I loved it. Those are you great. Know, the old Broncos, but also it's, it's probably the era that we grew up in, and that could be that I very mean, well could be because it, I very much I like the style of the '80s and into yes uh, the '90s. It starts to go crazy. But, uh, yes, it definitely does. But the does. '80s during my I, I look at those for sure. I uh, was coloring Easter eggs with the family last night, right? And on one of them, we have a contest with. Uh, my biggest extended family, the Condon side. Right. And because uh, we always used to color Easter eggs with our grandma. So right. we're all doing that this year. And one of mine I made, yellow egg and the old Hawkeye basketball emblem with the eye, the basketball, and then the exclamation right. yeah. went behind it. And I put it up on Twitter last night. And I got some people said, oh, yeah, they need to go back to that old school logo exactly. from the 80s. And other people say, that thing was hideous. Right, exactly. I, I, that's also a part of it where you grow up. But some of the things, Tampa's uniforms. What are Why? they trying to do? I know they and they they look worse than an arena football league. Do you know what they look worse than than the old like the Dream Sickle yes, logo? They those look, were great. They I look. I did too. <laughs> I never minded no, those. No, me and that that was the thing. I I agree. Sometimes you get into some of those and you just think to yourself, it's like, man, you got different, but did you really get better? I I think that too with the uh, with the Rams when when the Rams made their changes to their uniforms, I really felt like it was the same thing with those where. I don't feel like it got better. It's like, man, go back to just what you had. That was the Rams was it was great the way it was. There's a lot of those. Yes, you old know, school. Let's let's. Uh, well, you can come. You can be part of my crew of the uniform oh, dude, stars uh, totally, of Iowa. Totally, and I get it. I get that the kids are into it. I get that you want seventy different versions. Yeah, you know, we'll wear this one when we play at noon. We'll wear with this one when we play. I, at three. I got no problem with alternates. That's fine. Right. And, and and I'm the but same way, good. but yes, and and some of the stuff it is, it's like I can't tell what's going on here. Now, what I get tired of, and and especially in Boise State was the one, and yeah. still the one. The field it should be green. The end. No, you have a green field. No, no. That's it. That's all you're allowed to have. Oh, I I, I, was, I would love to see Iowa State with a red field. No, I think it'd be great. No, yeah. no. And and here's How about the thing. a gold field over in Iowa City. No, absolutely well, not. With it's Kirk a, Ferris, it, you know that's not happening. Right? No, no. no he doesn't even want to put a Tiger Hawk at the fifty. Right, and, and see, and that's okay. Put your emblem on the field. But to me, it's it's a green field. It, it'd be the same in Major League Baseball. It was like in 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 Houston, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, we've got a hill. In, in center field. I love what? that stuff. No. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love, I love, one of the things I love about baseball is the different dimensions of the field. And I'm fine with that. If you want the wall to be higher, you want the wall to be lower, you want to move the fences back, you want to move the fences in, your field's going to play a little different. That's fine. Don't 
freaking plant a tree at second base, though. That's not going to be allowed. You can't. Put a palm tree at second Miami. That'd be great. You can't. It'd be like, oh, it's crazy. You know, we're we're going to Tampa. Don't forget, they've got the center field moat that you're going to have to play around. Got alligators in there. Be careful. Yeah, that's not ever going to be okay with me. It's a green field. Keep it that way. Let's get out to the phone lines. You can join us here. We got Danger in studio with us, 264-1700. Chris is on the line. Chris has got a couple of things. He wants to talk lines with you, Danger. Hey, all and, right. And uh, also wants to talk a little Big Ten hockey. Hey, there you hey, go. Guy. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, nice job. I'm really intrigued. I love what I'm hearing about putting 22-month-year-olds into English Premier Soccer League. <laughs> yes. uh, I love the fact that you're a Lions fan. I love the fact that your wife is a hockey widow like mine. <laughs> I call her a DVR widow, by the way. But, uh, yes, yeah. Um, but one thing, uh, and, and by the way, great show, guys. Um you know, uh, I, when I was in graduate school at University of Nebraska in Omaha, uh, they had not even started that program yet. And the thing that got them off the ground was that they could own the concessions and had a little bit of insight into the arena that was going on. That time it was in Pacific Auditorium. Now, Big Ten hockey is massive with the Big Ten contract, mm-hmm. with the TV going on now. And the one thing, Sean Nugent over at HawkeyeNation.com wrote a really good article about a year and a half ago about could Iowa support that? And they could. They have a brand new arena going up to about 5,000, 4,500 people. But the pro, you know, it, it's a city joint venture. Same as with with UNO is the fact though is you got to be able to own the concessions and sell beer to to be able to support the other sports. So I know UNO had a little bit of a different situation building a 10,000 seat stadium on campus property annexed. But ultimately. I love hockey. I'm a huge hockey fan, college hockey, pro hockey. And, by the way, when anybody talks about Lemieux, Yager, Tommy Barrasso, and all those guys, I get pretty excited. So, nice show. But, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I, I agree. I think the Big Ten hockey is massively positioned to do well, you know, with the TV contracts. But I think Northwestern could do it. I don't know. What's your, what do you guys thought? Well, and not only that, but Trent brought up a great point. When you talk about the passionate hockey fans that are around the state, Mm-hmm. I think could add to it. That That's one of the things that could really help you out. If you have important games that are going to be taking place in, say, Iowa City or Ames, you know, whether it's Big Ten, whether it's Big 12, I mean, that's something that might be able to – I especially think with the Big Ten, when you're talking Minnesota, when you're talking Wisconsin, and, and the way the game is – that's where you have to is, recruit to. Right? I mean, you can look at the USHL teams, and that's another base to recruit from for right. you know all these kids are basically high school-age kids that play in the USHL. Yeah. Hey, you Waterloo is a great program. Des Moines, the Bucks are finally in the playoffs for right. the first time in forever. Yeah, Sioux City's got a good program. Sioux up City, there. Got a, uh, Pittsburgh has a goalie. You that know, these, in Sioux City. these yeah. are kids that aren't Iowans, all of them, and very right. few of them are. But they're people that at least know the state and say, "Hey, you're playing for the Waterloo Blackhawks. You know what? I'm going to play my next four years in Iowa City, just down the road. I like living in Eastern Iowa, whatever it is. There's a lot of possibilities there. And the question becomes: You said, is there that being built in Coralville though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Um, it's not, you know, it's a city venture. It's not a joint venture for sure. Is, so, is it but, up in the uh, the new landing area? Is that where they're building that thing? You know, I, I'm here in Des Moines. I, I think so. Okay. Um, I just get, I haven't really checked it out. But 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 to your point, if you drive Interstate 80 from Denver to east side of Iowa, you run into about 14 USHL teams. Mm-hmm. The reason that's important because. Minnesota high, hockey, high school hockey was the la creme next to major junior in Canada. Minnesota high, high school hockey is not the case anymore. It's the USHL. And then because those kids are playing to go to for Division One schools to work mm-hmm. on 
their hands. You know, junior hockey is all about learning how to fight. College right. hockey is learning about your skill set. You know, and then if you look at the, the pro game now, what, what, what's, it, what's it going to? It's going to more your playing game where it needs to be able to fly, like you said. Right. You can't check what you can't hit. Yeah, and not only that, but with the with the issues and concern over concussions, they, some of these, some of these. If you're a physical player, if you're a big, strong physical player that can hit, but you can't skate and you can't score, you're not you're not going to make it long. You, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's just that part of the game is being eliminated. And as somebody that's a fan of the game, I I I loved the fighting in hockey. I didn't watch hockey for the fights, but I loved what fighting in hockey brought to the game which was, I, I felt like, a way to police your own game beyond anything you saw in any other sport. Because you were really allowed to kind of take over for the officials when you thought your team had been wronged to be able to say, you know what, if you're going to do this and they're not going to call it, we'll figure out a way to make up for it. If you're, if you're going to take a run at one of our big players and they're not going to call you for a cross-check and they're not going to call you for a slash, then this guy over here will take care of it for us. And I always loved that part of the game because it did. It was like there was another level of you have to be careful when playing. And, oh, and absolutely. You have, to, you have to control your stick. Exactly. I mean, the reason there's fighting is because you carry a stick. Right. Now, right. if you hit everybody with your stick, there would be no NHL. No, so, no, not at so, all. Yeah. So if somebody gets chippy and they're run, trying to run your good players or just not playing fair, then you yeah, the possibility. Oh, I might be. I might get my taste beat yeah, if, I, and, if I keep doing that. So. And you don't see it as you. You definitely don't no. see it as much. And like I said, watching you know center ice package, watching the Penguins. There's a there's a player Tom Sestito that they have that they would call up. They would call up from the AHL that it would be like, okay, we've got a beef with. Uh, there was a big beef they had with Winnipeg earlier in the year. They only play them twice, and it was like the first game got nasty. It looks like the second game is going to. We're calling this guy up just in case. <laughs> sure enough, he got in a fight. Evgeny Malkin, one of the only fights he's had in a career, he ends yeah. up checking from somebody from behind. I forget how many games <laughs> he got suspended, three or four. But I mean, it, you know, and it got nasty. But they, you knew going into it, okay, this is what what, what our expectations are. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Guys, I'll let you go, but you know, just a couple things. Uh, make sure your your twenty two month old starts her two a day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, we're uh, on that already. Yep. Yeah, I bet you are. And uh, you know, make sure you dress all the same, the same unis, and get the sponsorship <laughs> going. And uh, keep talking uh, uh, Lions football yes. and and college hockey and Big Ten hockey. And you got a fan here, guys. So awesome. Uh, like I said, but you know, I think it's too conservative in Iowa City right now. Like I said, the only way to support that and make money in Title IX, you have to own the concessions. And to own the concessions, you got to sell beer. And I just don't see that ever happening in Iowa City, ever. <laughs> That's very true. Chris, and, appreciate the phone call, man. And the money, hey, guys, great job. Yeah, and the money is always going to be... That's what you're going to be looking at. It's, yeah. it, dollars it, and it, cents has got to be expensive sense. sport. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about... Expensive sports just for just for kids to play. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, the just, scholarship numbers... Yeah. If you let's just say for Iowa, because that's right. the one that would make sense. If I would add it, well, then you're adding. I don't know the scholarship numbers. I guess probably around fifteen. So then you have to find fifteen scholarships on the women's side. Right. So that means either adding another sport, women's hockey. You know, going down that route. Right. The expenses of travel that you have. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> that's what they say. Hey, don't we, you basketball? We, we, you get the guys on the plane. Yeah. Well, uniforms aren't very heavy. No, no. We're talking equipment. You've seen the Iowa football equipment truck, right? Right, yeah. You're talking 
not at the same level because it's not 85, well, 53 guys that travel. Exactly. But you're still talking about making all that equipment go. It's not just as simple as, no. <laughs> hey, let's load up the jerseys and go play a basketball That's game. when you say, we traveled by car and they're yours. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. get with some of your teammates because you guys, you know. Hop Hopefully in, somebody's got some room for you. Hop in the Prius because we need you guys to be in Madison. You guys got a game tomorrow. Come on, man. Oh, good stuff. Well, Danger, and, we blew through a break. I, I did want to point out. Okay. Yeah, I did want to point out one of the comments I had. I had a lot of people with the Lions unveiling their new uniforms yeah. yesterday, reaching out, saying, uh, love the new uniforms. I said, yeah, I can't wait to see them in a Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Which yeah. I, I got a lot back saying, uh, Don't hold your it. breath. Yeah, would, Don't yeah. hold your yeah. breath. <laughs> well, uh, maybe next week we can have you stop in again. We'll, yep. we'll talk about your Lions in the draft. For sure. I cannot wait, man. At. I've been all over the mock drafts. I, I can't get enough of them. I know, you know, I know. how I am. You're, you're I'm right way. down the hall. You jump on all in. Right. Let me know when. Thanks, Danger. All right. Thanks, TC. Back with more here. Jimmy B and TC on the other side. Click it off the 2 o'clock hour. We won't be talking Lions. We'll be talking Bears, though. Jeff Hughes from DeBears Blog. He starts things off next from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Right now at Kohl's, take an extra 20% off Easter looks for you and your family. That's an extra 20% off girls' dresses, already 50% off. With an extra 20% off, Croft and Barrow Spring Polos for him are just $10.39. And a Sonoma embroidered dress for you is just $19.99. Plus, get $10 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. Get everyone ready for Easter, right now at Kohl's. Select styles, some exclusions apply. Offer valid April 13th through 15th. See store Kohl's.com for details. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kidda makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. Today, there are over 47 million Ford vehicles on the road, rolling on over 188 million tires. That's a lot of rubber to trust to anyone other than the hardworking specialist at Ford Service. No one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. 
Get a $140 rebate by mail on four select tires when you use the Ford Service Credit Card at the Big Tire event. Subject to credit approval, rebate by prepaid debit card. Other tire manufacturer rebate or offer cannot be combined with Ford Service Credit Card rebate or offer. See your participating Ford dealer for details through 63017. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first. 224-9900. Save thousands it's spring black friday at the home depot where right now select john deere mowers come with a free home depot gift card worth up to 350 bucks from zero turn models to the new excel cutting decks john deere gives you a quality cut that won't cut into your downtime and that free home depot gift card puts even more spring in your pocket buy a john deere get a gift card during spring black friday only at the home depot more saving or doing. Bow through April 19th in store and online. Gift card via mailing rebates. See store for details. Good morning, honey. Oh, no. It's a super morning. Jerry is excited for April 22nd Super Saturday at Advance Auto Parts. For one day only, Speed Perks members like Jerry get double rewards on purchases. It's like it's my birthday. Double rewards. April 22nd, but only for Speed Perks members. Text SUPER to 78260 for $5 off your next $20 purchase and to find your nearest Advance Auto Parts or participating CarQuest store. Message and data rates may apply. Redemption rules apply. In-store only. See store for details. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700kbgg.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700kbgg.com. Hey, everybody, it's me. It's Jimmy B. 